Hey, Cavs fans. Welcome to another episode of the Cavs Pick and Roll Podcast, the podcast for diehard Cavs fans. We are back, Alex, and the preseason is all wrapped up. Regular season right around the corner. I'm very, very excited for this, and I know you got to be as well. Oh, yeah. Can't wait for the season to start. It's going to be awesome. Yep. And what we wanted to talk about today was just kind of wrap up, uh, give us, give our thoughts on the last couple of preseason games. Uh, since we last recorded, there has been three more preseason games and lots to jump into and talk about, especially with the first game, uh, which was against the Indiana Pacers. The first time we placed them, played against them. And you were actually there live in the flesh <laughs> at this game against Indiana, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was good to be back, back in the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse and watching a game. And yeah, it was, it was a good experience. How took we... the fam, right? Took the fam. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Took the family. <clears throat> I know in the last nice. episode, we kind, of, we kind of talked about, you know, what it would be like uh, if, right. if all the fans were back or not. And if they're still socially distancing, uh, like seats and rows or, or whatever. It, it it was really hard to tell because not <laughs> not everybody was there. <laughs> My cat's going crazy uh, <laughs> because uh, you know you know obviously it's a preseason game. It didn't sell out. Uh, you know who knows how many tickets they actually sold. So it was really difficult to tell if if they were leaving rows empty on purpose or not, or seats open on purpose or not. But there was definitely em- empty seats uh, to my left, at least four or five empty seats and there was an empty seat to our right uh, before there was another group of people. So I think that they are. Um, everything else was pretty standard, like waiting in lines for concessions and everything. It was, uh, you could, you could barely tell. Good. I remember when you and I went to a game last year, it was physically roped off. They didn't have ropes roped off seats this time though. Right. No, I didn't. I didn't see any roped off seats. No. Okay. Okay. So it's still kind of hard to tell if it was just a placement thing or just you got lucky and there was nobody around you. Yeah. At least. Yeah. And I didn't really walk like the, the lobby area, whatever they call Mm -hmm. it. Um, we were, we were on club level. So I walked a little bit of like the club level area and, uh, that, that seemed pretty typical. Okay. All right. All right. Good stuff. Well, I'm sure we'll get to a pre an actual regular season game. You know, um, you tip, you typically go a couple times. I try to get there a time or so. Um, that'll be the true test, I guess, to see how that kind of feels. It's going to be awesome having fans there again. And, uh, it just, it was kind of pitiful and sad watching games last year on TV and just seeing such an empty kind of arena all the time. So it'll be cool seeing, seeing fans there again. Yeah. I'm, I actually, I already got tickets for the uh, next home game. The home, yeah, I know, the home I opener. Know. <laughs> I know I'm mad. I can't, you invited me and I'm like, oh, it's the one night I can't go that week. Uh, so I'm kind of upset about that, but that'll be fun. You'll have a blast and, yeah. and that should be, that should be exciting. Get some free t-shirts. I'm all for that. Hell yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about this actual game. So they played the Indiana Pacers. They ended up losing the game, which really wasn't, you know, again, that's not really what we're looking for here is, you know, wins and losses. We're looking to see who's contributing, who looks good, who looks like crap, who looks like, you know, keepers and, and so on and so forth. Um, but you were there live. So I'll throw it to you first. Did anybody in particular kind of jump out at you that game that you can recall? Hmm. 
That's a good question. Did anybody jump out? Uh, it was really cool seeing Rubio work his magic as the, uh, you know, the field general down there. Um, Windler. He's very quick. He's very quickly becoming one of my favorites. Yeah. By the way, yeah. Rubio. And I was just, I was just telling a buddy the other day, I was, we were both raving about Rubio and I was like, the worst part though is it already feels like he's a rental <laughs> and I hate saying that. And I hope that's not the case, but he is on an expiring, um, you know, so it'll be, he'll be trade bait. And if the, if the season isn't going the way we hope, I, ah, I just have this feeling in the pit of my stomach that, you know, we're only going to get a little bit of Rubio, but I hope I'm wrong because he's a magician out there. He's very fun to watch, able to create both for others and for himself at times. And man, he's going to be such a valuable piece. Yeah. He was, he was taking a lot of really good shots, making a lot of really good passes. He went six for 10 in that game, one for uh, three from the three point line, scored 14 points. Had two assists, uh, two steals. He's a very scrappy defender. He likes to play the passing lanes, and he's he's quick, man. You see him out yeah. there. He's 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 quick and scrappy and just crafty. Uh, you know, passing between the guy's legs and behind the back passes, and it's a pretty flashy player. Love it, love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, another one. Uh, oh, let me think. Who else was good? Uh, Markinen played really good. I thought. He was uh, making some good shots. Um, he... I'm liking him. I'm liking him more and more as we see more of him. Yeah. And as Bickerstaff uses him in different parts of the lineup, and um, man, he's he. I don't remember if it was specifically this game, but I just recall over the period of this preseason, I man, he had some dunks. Yeah. <laughs> he was dunking on some fools. I think it was the Bulls game. I know he had one. Uh, I don't remember if he had one in this game or not, but he's he's switching it up a little bit. You know, he's he's known to be a shooter, but he's he's starting to figure it out and just cut into the rim, and they're finding him, and he's just throwing it down on folks. Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting to see what he's going to be. And on top of it, you know, I, I go back and forth whether he should be in the starting lineup or Mobley, but you know, having that come off your bench along with Rubio is amazing. Like <laughs> our second unit is going to be, and then throw love in that mix too. I mean, talk about a heck of a, a second unit potentially with him there or mobily, you know, whichever one doesn't start. Um, we're, we're going to see mass improvements from, from years past. And and he's a big part of that. I think. Yeah. Markinen surprised me. I guess I had really low expectations, <laughs> but yeah, uh, he yeah. was knocking down threes, uh, went three for six from three point line, had seven boards, a steal and assist. Yeah, he's big. It just it just helps too that he's one of three seven footers that are going to actually be in your rotation. And again, over the there was some point where all three of them were out there, uh, Markenin, Allen, and Mobley, and he and and Markenin played the three, and it was just gosh, it was it was actually pretty awesome to watch <laughs> because I think again it was against the Bulls game, so I'm getting ahead of myself. But man, he he looks like he's going to be fun fun to watch. I think. Yeah. And then I heard uh, you call out uh, Windler. This was the Windler. Yeah, Windler. Yeah, Windler went off from the three-point line. Man, four for five. He was just swishing them. He got he got Twitter all, all fired up. I'll say that. Yeah, he looked good with his with with his shooting. Um, unfortunately, he he kind of tweaked something. It sounded like in practice, nothing super serious, but. Um, oh boy, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was just gonna say. So he made his one showing and. I got my fingers crossed, but I already heard he might not be available for opening night. So, <laughs> and I think he missed the last preseason game. So, Ugh. 
Come on, man. <laughs> man, I'm going to start calling this guy Andy Bergeau. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, another guy, you know, another guy that I thought um, had a better showing was Pangos. Um, he was able to do some things offensively. He had eight points, nothing crazy. He played all right. But again, yeah, he played all right. I mean, but it was eight he, points again, off, what, 12 shots or something, though? That wasn't that many. Huh? Yeah. Maybe I take back what I said. Yeah. It felt like it felt like he got to the rim a lot. And um, I still I'm still very interested to see what's there with him. No, I don't want to get in a scenario where <laughs> going back to Rubio, where they move on from Rubio and all of a sudden Pangos is your your full time backup point guard and has to play starter minutes if there's an injury to Garland or something like, like that scares the hell out of me. But I love him as a third point guard. <laughs> so I'm intrigued by him. And uh, thought he thought he thought he looked good that game, and then um, pretty sure at the end of the game it was you who started those taco fall chants I heard on. on the <laughs> well, I can't take credit for starting them, but I will say I was uh, quite boisterous about it. The question is: is what was your family doing? Were they all chanting with you? Or were they looking at you like embarrassed and like? shriveling down in their seat like hiding their faces like who is this person oh no i was, I was talking i was telling them all about taco fall and to be ready for this guy when he takes the court because he's uh he's fun to watch so they all they i already gave him the down low on taco fall so they knew they were they were chanting along with me that's awesome that's awesome the fans went absolutely bonkers and uh yeah we got it a, was, a it was, we want taco fall going we want taco. yeah, yeah it was awesome right. He did. He did have a pretty sweet pick and roll alley oop that game, though. I will say that, which I think Pangos threw to him, if I'm not mistaken, because by that point all the reserves were in. They were all um, trying to get him the the, the alley oop, yeah, trying to feed him. Yeah, right. It, like every then, offensive play while he was in the game for a solid eight minutes <laughs> was just trying to get Taco Fall the ball under the hoop. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and then he, he, got, he only knows one play. It's it's his one play. He sets a pick and he rolls to the hoop. Sets a pick. That's all. He, to the that's, that's all. That's all he needs to do because that's all he he's does. such a big, such a big body that whoever he's setting a pick on, there's no oh, way yeah. they're getting around. That, that guy's out of the game. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then once he rolls, you know, th- whoever was defending him has to step up, and as long as Fall can get past him, he's who's going to stop him at the rim at that point? The shooting guard that's going to come over from the other team? I don't think so. So, um, there was one point where he got fouled and he went to the free throw line, and that's that's. That's when the MVP chance started, Alex. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do remember that moment. It was it was all fun and games, and then I cringed a little when that happened. I'll never like, forget oh, come that. On. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Yeah, he definitely got some getting, MVP chance at the charity. We're getting a strike. little ridiculous here. Like, is this gonna happen every time he's in the game? So maybe. Uh I don't know if he'll see a, a whole lot of minutes. Probably not. Probably not. But uh, yeah, so that that was the Indiana game. Uh, I noticed Mobley was a little quiet that game. He played 26 minutes, though, um, six points, four rebounds, you know, whatever kind of thing. Uh, this was the last preseason game that Sexton and Garland played, um, which neither one of them did anything, you know, spectacular or anything like that. Right. And this was just one of those games where it was close and it kind of got away from him at the very end. And yeah. Indiana just pulled off the win. Yeah, that's the so. that's the thing that was a little frustrating though. Like I was glad uh, that I got to see Taco Fall play, but at the same time, we were in this game and we we yes. we were rolling. Like I thought, okay, we're catching back up. We're we're gonna win this game. And then the right. Taco Fall chance start, and then Taco goes in, and he's just doing the most predictable play over and over and over. And well, then we, yeah. everything starts slowing down, and 
Yeah, then I knew we're not winning this game. (laughs) That and they couldn't stop Brogdon. He freaking dropped 27 on us in 28 minutes. He he was pretty unstoppable. What Um, what was he still doing in the game at that point? That seems kind of I don't don't. silly. Indiana, what are you doing? We want TJ McConnell, man. We want your best players. Oh, oh, no, we don't. (laughs) We don't want a TJ. Yeah. He was we, he was quiet that no no triple double that game yeah. that he had against us last year. I still have nightmares from that game. Yeah. But uh whatever. But it was it was good at least to finally see Taco fall, I guess. The fans got what their money's worth. And it was a game that you were actually at. So you can, you know, if you never see Taco Fall again live, Alex, your your Cavs fandom is complete. <laughs> yes. Mission accomplished with, with seeing Taco Fall yeah. in action. So that was the uh, the Pacers game, and then this Bulls game. This Bulls game was very fun. Um, man, this was the game where they did do the big lineup for a while, and what what a night and day performance! Remember the first preseason game? You know the Bulls are throwing alley oops just up by fifty on us. That was not the case in this game. This is a game the Cavs should have won. Mobley was a beast. Um, good balance scoring. And it was just one of those things where at the very end, it kind of slipped away. Um, Mark Hennon had another great game, 18 points. Again, he had some dunks in this game. Um, Allen helped out with 12 points, eight rebounds. Even Osman chipped in with 11 points, played 26 minutes. My God. And uh, great, great effort. You know, it feels like they had a chip on their shoulder from that first. You know, they remember <laughs> they didn't want the same thing to happen again. Yeah. 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 It was a game we should have won. I thought we, could have won it. Uh, like you said, it was a really fun game. Uh, and they started with that starting lineup with uh, Markinen, Allen, and Mobley. Mobley, like all three, you know, three seven footers in the starting lineup. It was it was awesome. And yeah. Rubio got the start was because fun. Garland and Sexton was out. He puts up nine assists. And um, not not to say that you know. <laughs> I'll just say this, not, not to say that, oh, I'd rather not have Garland or Sexton out there, but the team just looked different. I think since they didn't have those guys, you know, we have a small backcourt, probably one of the smallest in the NBA. And that game, Bakerstaff just flipped the script and just said, we're going to play the biggest lineup <laughs> in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And Mobley, I'll say this, Mobley, what I remember now too was he was, he was lightweight beasting DeRozan. He blocked him a couple times and DeRozan just like seemed confused and <laughs> yeah, Mobley kind of got the better of him a couple times, and, and Mobley played 32 minutes this game, uh, double double, 15 points, 10 rebounds. He kind of carried them towards the end of that game, and they were going back and forth. And again, it just kind of slipped away at the very end. But I thought it was one. I thought it was his best showing of the preseason. Was this game against Chicago, and uh, really just got me excited for you know potentially what's hopefully what's to come. Yeah. Once I saw that game, Alex, I was like, okay, he could start now. In the yeah. regular season. Mobley went. Yeah. Gave, Mobley was gave a me more confidence. in that game. He was. He was excellent. He's, uh, excellent. you could tell that he was told to be aggressive. I'll say that. You could, he was taking shots. He took a lot of shots, 13 shots, made seven of them. It's awesome. 10 boards, four assists, two steals, three blocks. Yeah. He's, love it. Yeah. I love it. I think two of them were on DeRozan, if I'm not mistaken. So <laughs> it, it, it was awesome. <laughs> it was great. And, uh, you know, I, I again, I'm, I'm always on Twitter while the game's going on. I just like seeing reactions and, and so on and so forth. And people were just raving about Mobley this game. 
and uh, got the fan base excited and, and rightfully so, um, you know, hopefully he's, he's going to be what we're all hoping he can be. And uh, that's what I'm, he's one of the guys, obviously we're all keeping our eyes on as the regular season starts and, you know, see what he can do when it's, you know, actually counts. Yeah. Then uh, your boy who's on the bulls now actually got a few minutes, Damian Dotson. He did. <laughs> he did. Yeah. I, did he do anything? I don't remember if he did yeah. anything. I'm going to go look. <laughs> he ran around in circles and didn't do anything. Yeah. He played five minutes, three points. Yeah. So nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, man, I still can't believe that Bulls team has the lineup that it does. Um, it's just crazy. The, uh, the, the turnaround that they were able to do their, through their roster basically over the summer. Oh yeah, I know. Just crazy. They're quietly um, stacked. They are, yeah. I, I wouldn't even say quietly because they're everybody. No. <laughs> yeah. They, they they don't they don't have a top three superstar like they don't have like a Kevin Durant here, but they have a lot of very solid star players on there. Like that's a good balance of players. There's no there's no drama queen there. There's no LeBron. There's no Westbrook. There's eh, no. They got they got Lonzo. They got Zoe. Yeah. Yeah, but he's just going to run the team. He's just going to run the offense. Like, I don't know. They're 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 going to be a fun team this year. Yeah, they're not they're good. For them, I mean, they're a really high paced team. They got guys that like to run and trans yeah. play transition ball. So, what I hate about it is, is you know, if you look in our division now, you know, you got to play the Bulls four times in a year, right? Um, the Bucks are there, right? They're 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 a pretty good team. <laughs> <laughs> just won the NBA championship, you know, and, um, you got, uh, who else you got, um, Detroit who they're like us. So we'll battle with them. And then, uh, who's the other one, Alex, is it Indiana? I don't remember the, the other team. It might be Indiana. It's just, I hate, I hate seeing a team in our own division that, that drastically improves. Cause it feels like, oh man, that, that's potentially four losses. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, no, this was a fun game. Showed showed uh, the team showed great a great fight this game and was encouraging. And even Taco Fall got a couple minutes this game as well. So, uh, yeah, huh. yeah, I didn't remember Taco Fall checking into that one. Must have been at the yeah. It must have been towards the end, maybe. I don't know. There's a theme here though, Alex. When he checks in at the end, we lose the game. <laughs> yeah, isn't that something? Yeah, connecting the dots here. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So then the last preseason game was against the Indiana Pacers for the second time. And this game uh, was pretty lopsided for, for really the whole, it felt like the whole game. And it really be, it's really because the Cavs just came out blazing. They put up 35 points in the first quarter, Alex. Yeah. Well, they started um, that, was, that same starting lineup. They did against the right. bulls in the previous game with Markinen, Allen Mobley, Okoro and Garland instead right. of Rubio, but almost the same five starters. Right. And then you have someone like Kevin Love who only played 10 minutes, chipped in 10 points. Oz, there's Osmond again, you know, 14 points. Dean Wade puts up 12 points. Uh, Mitchell Ballack had 12 points. So kind of some, some offense from names you typically wouldn't hear as the leading scorers. Osmond was the leading scorer that game. Um, and, you know, the, kind of the main guys didn't play as many minutes. Allen. Uh, only eight minutes, Akuro only seven. This was about giving guys like Stevens and Dean Wade and Valentine 
you know, their game to prove what they could do. Hell, even Taco Fall got 23 minutes this game, put up eight points, five rebounds. So obviously his best showing in the uh, preseason. So, um, yeah, it, it was pretty one-sided, though, uh, which was encouraging. Um, anything that you recall or, or wanted to call out from this game? No, I was just looking to see if uh, Broderick Thomas or uh, Kevin Gilly played this game. It, it doesn't look like either of them did. Was this game after they got released then? I don't remember the timing on it. I feel like the release did come after this game, but I could be wrong. Oh, it must have been um, because uh, RJ Nemhard played and uh, wasn't there a second? Oh, Ed, Ed Davis. Justin. Ed Davis. Remember Ed Davis that they signed? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, no, Ed, Dav- Ed Davis didn't play this game. So he, he came, didn't play, but he was this. on the, the roster. Was he there? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, there must have been, they were released. And that's what we were going to go into next, actually. It was just kind of a couple of small transactions the Cavs made. Yeah. There were, there were a couple of guys that checked in that I had no idea who they were. Uh, I don't even remember yeah. them being on the Cavs roster. I'm not sure how they checked in, if they just pulled some bands out or what. <laughs> but uh, the Jay James. I don't know who that was. Balak, Justin, J- Justin James, Justin James, Balak, Kyle Guy, yeah. Well, Justin Kyle, James, Kyle Guy, was... we got around the same time as Valentine. I think we got those two together. Yeah, yeah, but it kind of felt like the first time seeing him. So, definitely with with the last game, the last preseason game, instead of uh, Bickerstaff treating it almost like a like a dress rehearsal, like they would in the NFL, maybe you know, um, we're going to treat this like a real game because it's the last preseason game we have before our actual season starts. He kind of did the opposite, kind of gave, you know, everybody else a chance to play uh, a lot of names here that obviously aren't, aren't on the actual regular season roster, like some of the names you brought up. But it was still nice to see that the Cavs were able to end on a good note, uh, despite not playing, despite not playing their, you know, main guys. And, uh you know, ended with a solid win. They they won 110 to 94 over the Indiana Pacers. Yeah. Yeah. I are are there any of these guys that are trying to make the roster that, that you like that you think they should not really. No. <laughs> not really. Not really. I there, there's guys already on the roster that I'm not crazy like Denzel Valentine. I've talked about yeah, that. Yeah, I did. He's kind of he, just like no. He didn't do anything in preseason to show me any reason why he would grab any minutes. And, and the thing that's crazy is he's buff, he's behind Lamar Stevens. He's behind Chetty Osman. And he's, I would argue, even though he's not always healthy, I would put him behind Dylan Windler right now. So you tell me where the hell he's going to ever play on this team. Unless like three guys go down out of, out of you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, he just feels like he's going to ride the bench and I get it. They got to fill out their roster. I just, I feel like it would have been with a better asset that had more of a possibility of maybe actually contributing in some way. So who knows, maybe he'll surprise us, but I wasn't impressed with him uh, in the preseason. And then these other guys, like there's really nobody else. Like Taco Fall was the only other one. Oh man. (laughs) um, That like, I was like, Oh, okay. You know what? He has a chance and I wouldn't mind like whether I wouldn't have cared either way kind of thing. You know what I mean? If he would have made it or not. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like, whatever. Right. Um, Cause again, you don't want to like, he's just fun to have there. If you were ever in a scenario where, I had to, where you had to actually rely on him to play uh 20 something minutes, like he did in um, this game, 
you're in trouble roster wise, right? Like, let's just be real. So, um, what about you? Was there anybody that you were kind of rooting for or was it kind of the same deal? Um, I'd say there's a few guys that I liked what I saw. I liked, uh, Kyle guy, thought he played well, showed a lot of hustle, shot. Well, moves without the ball. Well, played some scrappy defense. Um, RJ Nemhart, I thought he looked pretty good. I mean, we only saw him briefly. He what 20 minutes of playing time, but I liked right. everything he did. He, another guy, man, that was, that's just trying to make a roster spot shot four for seven. Uh, I think he had four rebounds, three assists, a steal, a block. Maybe he, he played really well. And then, uh, Pangos, I like Pangos a lot too. I don't know if he'll find yeah. a spot on the team is a, a third tier point guard, but yeah, the good thing about Pango, well, the thing about Pangos is, is he's he's a, he's actually signed. I think he signed a two year deal, but only the first year is guaranteed. So he should be around at least for a full season, unless you know something comes up and he's part of a throw in for a trade or something like that. Um, Nemhard actually got. Um, I guess we'll go into the the kind of the transactions that happened, Alex. Yeah, we kind of talked about it briefly, but Kevin uh, Gelly. And Broderick Thomas uh, was waived by the Cavaliers. And what I thought was funny was everybody was so happy, so happy that Thomas was released. And then I kind of saw uh, uh, enough to catch my eye. Like they were kind of disappointed about Kevin Gelly getting let go. And as soon as I saw that happen, I was like, oh, I knew it. Taco falls in. Got to be in. Because we we talked about this before. Like it was probably going to come down to Kevin Gelly and Taco fall for that last big position it just felt like that you're not going to keep both of them right um so those those two are gone i saw that broderick thomas actually signed a two-way contract with the boston celtics kevin gelly hasn't been picked up yet or if he has i haven't seen it anywhere but then what happened was they announced the signing of ed davis um nemhard and taco fall got the two-way spots so what was your thoughts about kind of those transactions, like anything? <laughs> Nothing uh, to get too excited about. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like I said, I, I liked what I saw of Nemhard, even though it was so briefly fleeting. Um, so that's, I mean, are these guys ever really going to get any game time minutes anyway? I guess they'll play for the uh, the charge. Uh, Nemhard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think, Ed I think Davis, what surprised I mean, me he's the just most, a, a veteran. Yeah. That, that, that's the one that's, that's the one that surprised me the most was Ed Davis because it's like, Oh my God, another big, you know what I mean? But then I, but then I read and he's, he's supposedly one of the most well-respected veterans in the league. And, you know, he kind of already came out and said, I, you know, I'm not here to compete against Jared Allen. I'm not here to take Mobley's minutes in the rotation. He's like, I know my role. It's here to, to support these guys, be a leader, you know, a veteran leader in the locker room. So I was like, oh, okay, I, I, I'm okay with that. And I remember Ed Davis, man, he, he, he is, I don't know. I mean, he's older now and stuff, but I remember he was, he was a somewhat of a beast out there as far as just like, he's a, he's a big body, although he's not a seven footer, but I just remember him grabbing rebounds and just kind of a hustle guy and you know, I could see him bringing a little bit of heart, heart and soul to the team. And if he's going to provide veteran leadership, then I'm all for it. What I like about with the additions that the Cavs made with guys like Rubio, 
um, marketing and, and like Ed Davis now is, gosh, we were so young last year. And like our only veteran felt like Kevin Love, who didn't play, who threw hissy fits, who purposely passed the ball into other <laughs> the other teammate. Mm-hmm. And now we just came in and we have some, we have like a f- solid mix. It feels like a veteran presence and young guys. And we're not relying on Osman to necessarily be that lead, that only veteran presence with Kevin Love. There's some other guys that can still play the game that are proven that I feel like it's going to be a nice mix this year with the young versus the veteran presence. And right. he might not produce a lot out there on the court for us this year, but Hey, he'll be in their ears. He'll be teaching Mobley and, and some of the other guys. And if he contributes that way, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. That's something great teams have winning teams have is a good solid mix of veterans, uh, mid tier guys. And then you got your young guys. So it, it's just something we have to have if we're going to move forward. Yeah, totally agree. You're not you're not going to win basketball games with with you know how young our roster was last year, and we still have a very young roster. Our starting lineup will still probably be the youngest in the league if if Mobley starts. Um, but he, hey, you got the you got the veteran bunch coming off the bench, and uh, they could play Rubio, Love, Mark Markenin. You know those guys can play, um, and they're gonna they're gonna beat a lot of second units as a result. So. I'm excited. First regular season game right around the corner, Alex. Can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. So another thing that came out uh, just just a little, just today, actually, was some stuff around Colin Sexton. Maybe the last couple of days, I'll say that, because it's more than just what came out today around his contract. But I'll let you kind of, I know you want, you had an article up or two, and I'll turn it over to you as far as uh, bringing some Colin Sexton stuff up. Yeah, we can discuss. You know, let's uh, let's rewind the clock a little bit and go back to uh, three days ago when uh, Sports Illustrated had their article about <clears throat> where uh, Chris Mannix spoke to scouts around the NBA, and the one they had for the Cavs. You know, and they interviewed an anonymous scout to see what they had to say. Um, right. Here, I'm just going to read straight from uh, what he said. Here, I think Colin Sexton is a backup and an a-hole none of his (laughs) none of his teammates like him i like garland i actually like garland i think he plays hard he puts pressure on you because he can shoot he can pass and he's much more of a willing passer he's not out there trying to effing get his stats and go home in the same way that sexton is i don't think they can play these those two small guards together and get a ton of them a ton out of them. I thought they were on the right track last year until they traded for Jarrett Allen and basically told Andre Drummond, we're not bringing you back because defensively they were hanging around that top 10 area. Evan Mobley to me seems like he's the real deal in terms of his talent, his skill set. Again, he's a rookie who floated some in college, so we'll see how that goes. Not a big Jarrett Allen guy. He's fine, but nothing crazy. Isaac Okoro seems like he's got the potential to be a Pretty damn good defender, but I don't know how much more than that. And and that was what the, the anonymous scout had to say. So there's there's a lot there, kind of uh, slamming Colin Sexton, kind of propping up Garland and Andre Drummond and Evan yeah. Mobley a little bit, and then kind of slamming Jared Allen and Okoro. <laughs> here 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 here's my response to all that. I'll go through each one of them real quickly. I don't, he's not that far off base to be honest with you. What now sex, hold on. 
Sexton, I could see how some people would look at Sexton and be like, whoa, look at this dude. He's freaking always just running around like a maniac. He constantly shoots the ball. I mean, we just talked about it, Alex, after the first preseason game. He still was just bullying his way to the hoop and not kicking it out to a wide open teammate. So on the outside looking in, if you're not watching Cavs games every day and not, you're not a fan, I could see how somebody else would potentially portray him that way. I'm not saying I see him that way, but I could see how people could see that because of those reasons. Um, an a-hole, I don't know. And that's where I think <laughs> Larry Nance came to his defense a little bit, right? Yeah, right. So Larry you Nance, know, how, how, he, he replied how you look to on this. the court isn't, yeah. isn't, isn't how you are in practice and you know behind the scenes when you're just around the teammates and stuff. Like I had never heard of anything like, oh, we're going to go out to a team dinner and Sexton said, no, nah, I'm just going to go home. Like I never heard of anything like like that or like spats during practice where he's like shoving somebody or in a verbal altercation like uh, KPJ and <laughs> you know crap like that that you hear with other players. I haven't heard anything like that. Yeah, well, I, I, he said he's out there trying to get his stats and go home, which is kind of a weird thing to yeah say. I mean, like I don't try- know. It, 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 and I I agree with the first part of it. It feels like he's trying to get his stats. But here's the thing that that anonymous uh, journalist failed to do. I don't know how many times I have saw on Twitter over the years now that after a game, somebody, some local beat writers tweeting up something like Colin sucks and putting up more shots after the game. Remember that? Mm-hmm. That's happened more on one occasion. The dude's nuts. He's been working on his game like a maniac. And you could tell he 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 wants it more than anybody else. Yeah. The problem, I think, is he gets too excited out there on the court, does a little bit too much at times, and doesn't always make the smart play as a result, and comes off as, hey, I'm a volume shooter, a volume scorer, and yeah, looking like he's trying to get his. So I agree with the person on that point. Hey, are but an a-hole, <laughs> I, I haven't heard that. And at the end, and again, he's sitting there after games putting up, you know more shots and, and staying late in the gym. Hey, are there some other elite scores on this team that I don't know about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. I don't know. So Larry Nance responded to this and he said, whoever said this is a moron with zero knowledge <laughs> of anything going on in Cleveland. I'd hide behind a non anonymity too. If I was this bad at my job, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I awesome. love Larry Nance. And that's, and that's, that's Larry a, for you. That's, that's why we miss Larry, right? Because he's just that guy. He's just that guy. But, but going on, he, Garland, I don't really have anything to say with Garland. I agree. I think we all like Garland. I, you know, he kind of had a, a breakout season last year. And he, he probably very quickly will become a lot of cast fans favorite player this year if he continues going down the path he started going down last year. The Drummond thing I want to talk about because he's not wrong on that too. Remember when Drummond was around, early in the season, there was a point where we were like top. Yeah, we were top 10. I want to say even top five at one point, I think was the the best we got. It wasn't very long. It might only been for a week or two, but defensively we were, we were pretty good. Was that all Andre Drummond? No, I don't think so, but he was definitely a part of it. And Akuro. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, there's been a lot of chatter around Akuro. Like I, I've, I've already seen the debates online, like I'm concerned about Akuro. Should he be in the starting lineup? He hasn't really shown any kind of improvement in the preseason so far and so on and so forth. Like off, like his offensive game kind of thing, right? Like, I think we all think he could be a good defender, but 
like that writer said, can he be anything more than that? And I think it's unfair to already say he can't be, <laughs> but there's already that chatter starting online, take it for what it's worth. And uh, I forget what else he talked about, but um, he, he's not totally off base with everything, but there are some pieces where it's like, yeah, that's, that's not right. I don't know. I'm with Larry. I think he's a moron and <laughs> he has zero <laughs> knowledge of anything going on in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that was that was three days ago, and then uh, and then uh, so yesterday, um, Kobe Altman uh, was interviewed on. uh, I listened to this on NBA Radio, and I've got an excerpt excerpt here of uh, of what Colby had to say about Sexton. So Altman said, "Colin is one of our first draft picks in this era." When asked about how the long-term contract talks with Sexton is going, he said, in terms of where we're going, and we obviously want him around long-term, I can't get too deep into the discussions, but from an intangible standpoint, from the fact that he wanted to be in Cleveland, Ohio, and help us grow this thing from the start, he's gotten better every single year, and at 22 years old, averaged 24 points a game on efficient shooting, he's about what we want to be about a gritty tough group that loves to be here and wants to push this thing forward. So I can't say enough good things about Colin and his intangibles and what he brings to the table and what he wants to do here. So we're working through it, but he knows that this is his home and we want to have him here. Pretty good speech. Yeah. That's uh, that's pretty glowing. That is pretty glowing. I will say that, but that's something you'd say about a guy that you're going to offer a max rookie deal to. Well, so (laughs) <laughs> the next domino that fell after those comments from Bickerstaff, and not that he has any control over this, his job in that type of scenario is, you know, to prop up the guys that he's supposed to prop up. And uh, he doesn't do the contract negotiations and, and all that stuff. But uh, today uh, stuff started coming out because I believe it was the deadline for the rookie uh, contract extensions Colin Sexton and the Cavaliers did not agree on a rookie extension deal. So what that means is at the end of this season, he'll be a restricted free agent. Um, Restricted is the key word. What that means is a team can make an offer that Colin signs off on, but then the Cavs would have the opportunity to match it. And I saw, and this can change, of course, and I don't know how accurate this is. This is just trusting one of the local beat writers that their information is right. Um, The Pistons, the Magic, and the Spurs are the only teams as of right now that has max money. Um, So that's not a very wide open market. And Colin's basically, you know, betting on himself here, right, by doing this. I don't know. We don't know what the Cavs offered. I doubt we'll ever know that. But what is your thoughts about, um, you know, the not, the not coming to an agreement on an extension? Does that change your mindset at all about Sexton this year? Maybe what can happen? Does this potentially open up the possibility of trade scenarios? Because, you know, Cavs are worried about losing him for nothing. And you might say, well, wait a second. He's a restricted free agent. You just said the Cavs can match. Well, Maybe the Cavs don't want to match a max salary, which is why they didn't come to a contract agreement and they don't want to lose Colin for anything. To me, this starts to open up a whole can of worms, Alex. I, you know, I, I don't know. I I think first you got to look at the teams you said that have the, the available cap space to to make 
a max contract work. Uh, you said Detroit was one of them. I mean, they just got Kate Cunningham. Are they going right. to pair Sexton with Cunningham? Nah, I don't think so. It doesn't seem like a very good fit. Um, I don't know. I think it's a long shot that somebody af- offers him a max deal. I think uh, the Cavs are just kind of doing the smart thing by uh, by letting him uh, get see what he gets on the market and then matching it. I saw a lot of, uh, man, a lot of online opinions about this going both ways, like, just give him the just give him the money to uh you know letting it letting him test the waters it's tough i don't i don't know that i have an opinion one way or the other i think it's if this is the way that they want to go with it that's fine as long as it doesn't create any bad blood you know i don't want colin to you know that sucks if colin feels like oh Cavs could have offered me max deal and didn't i'm i'm right. i'm not going to take whatever they offer me now or who knows well the th- and the thing is is he, he- he might feel like that. And part of me thinks that no matter what he would still produce out on, like I expect him to, to still average 18 plus points this year. Oh, he, a little bit lower, a little bit lower than his previous year. He's going to have to ball out. He's going to have to ball out. Well, that, That's what I was getting at because he's still in a contract year now, right? He has to show the rest of the NBA that he's worth whatever contract he has in his mind that he, that he wants to get. So you can't poo-poo platter and have an off season. Um, he needs to produce. I still think he will, because uh, that's just the way his motor is built, but also to get that contract. And, uh, you know, what I'm curious to see is, depending on how the season goes, you know, does he ultimately, he'll be a trade, he'll be in trade rumors again, because now, you're throwing in the contract situation. And like I just said, you know, the possibility of losing him for nothing. It's, it's going to be a big topic uh, for, for the first half of the year until we pass the trade deadline, I think. And then it'll go away a little bit and then it'll pop back up at the end, obviously of the year when, you know, we're, we're going into the off season and, and he can start receiving offers. So it, it'll be a bit of a distraction. And I think what will partially drive things is how the Cavs are doing. If the Cavs are looking like they're in contention, um, you know, and Collins contributing, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't roll the dice and try to play for, you know, a playing game or something like that and not move him at the trade deadline. But if things aren't going so way, along with Ricky Rubio, Sexton just became one of my primary guys on the list that I can see potentially being moved now because of all of this. And, um, you know, maybe they finally try to, to switch up that backcourt and, and get somebody with size or move a curl over and try to dra- dra- you know, trade for a legitimate, you know, small forward or something like that. Yeah. It's Lots of possibilities. Possible. Now, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I can see that. That's, that's totally possible. I just hope it doesn't, not- uh, you know, sour the situation. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that bothers me about sex and I like Colin Sexton. you know, he's, he's a workhorse. Um, he, he is your reliable scorer as of right now. And there's just, it, it just, there's so much constantly debate around him. If they would assign him to a contract extension today, you still would say, you still would see the mixed reactions online. Oh, they gave him too much. Oh, the Cavs are going to regret this. Yeah. You know, so on and so forth. And the other half would be praising them saying, okay, good. They locked him up. That was a smart thing to do. He hasn't hit his peak yet. He'll continue to grow and yada, yada, yada. Right. So I, I, I just hate that there's always this constant battle around him um no matter what happens and 
Um, it'll just be very curious to see how things play out with him now after that kind of news came out today. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I just keep thinking about it as like, <laughs> you're, you know, you're the best scorer on the team, possibly the best player on the team. You got that push for, for being an all-star. Um, you've been balling out. You've been improving every year. You increased your uh, points per game over the past three seasons by four. I mean, his first season, right. he was he was scoring 18 and then, or sorry, 16 and then 20 and then 24 points per game last season. Like he's improved as, as much as he can. And then he he goes to his employer and asks for the raise. And the employer says, oh, well, you know, let's let's see how you do for another year. And we'll see what other companies offer you. And <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah. well, this kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 I, I said a couple minutes ago, I don't think, I don't know, maybe we will find out what the Cavs offered. I don't know. I'll, I'll be curious to see what actually went down or if we ever learn of that. Because, you know, if it really wasn't that far off than what you can get for like a max, like, I don't know what you think would be fair for Colin Sexton per they, year. They must have been pretty far apart, right? Like it, I don't know. it would have to I don't be know because I, I don't even know what he could have been offered, but let's just start. Let's just say 20 million just to keep it a clean, even number. Well, and the Cavs offered him 17. A rookie, a rookie no. max extension is a lot less than. Yeah. Like a regular, like a regular so max I, extension. Right. So, well, right. That's why I, I don't know what it is. So like, you know, I'm sure other max players are getting more than 20 million a year. Like LeBron's making more than 20 million. So that's why I just threw that out as like a rookie max just as a starting point. But like if 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 the max was twenty million and the Cavs came at seventeen or eighteen and Colin said no, well I put that more on Colin than the Cavs. If the max is twenty and the Cavs offered him fourteen fifteen, well then yeah I put that a little bit more on the Cavs. That kind of shows you like they made an offer just to make an offer, but really they want the market to determine his value and then and then decide whether or not they want to match it. They don't want to overpay for him, which is why it's always been a big deal all this time and why his name popped up in trade rumors last year, because it always has felt like the Cavs don't want to overpay him by giving him max money. You know, we, so, uh, we're giving Lori Markin in this huge contract. 16 million. I don't know how. Yeah. I mean, the, the rookie there, max there, has got to be there, around there, there somewhere. There's a lot of money tied up, Alex. 16 mil there a year. You got 30 million with love. You got Mobley, or not Mobley, uh, Allen making whatever he's making, what, 20 mil a year. Sexton's going to want some money. You got to think north of 15 million at the least. That's a lot of money tied up between four guys. You got Garland the year after that. Akura will be after that. You know, Mobley will be a few years down the road. We're talking about bringing another legit player. Like, it, it, it feels weird. It feels like this team, depending on how things go, can look drastically different uh, after the trade deadline. If like someone like a Stuxon goes, uh, a Rubio goes, and they pull off some sort of miracle and move on from Kevin Love or something crazy like that. Like to me, that's a that's a big overhaul to your roster. Or it could stay as is. You know, if they're if they're playing well and they're looking like, hey, they got a shot for that playing game at the end of the year. It's just crazy. Yeah. I'm looking at the Cavs' uh, salaries. They still got Torian Prince on here making fifteen million from the Cavs for this upcoming oh, you're season. You're looking at a bad web. You're looking at a bad website. It's right? a Basketball Reference. It's, uh, it's usually right. Sl- we, we were just praising them before we started recording. Yeah. Too. <laughs> well, they still got Torian Prince's. Uh, his money. Prince, Prince was, was his money. Prince was up there. He was. 
no, he got he he got he got traded with the Rubio deal. He's out in Minnesota, but he was making 15, 16, 17 million. Uh, I think when I, I want to say 16, and he has another year yet, I would thought. Um, which I was like, oh, that kind of raised my eyebrow when we traded for him. But then once I saw his production, I was like, okay, he just unfortunately got hurt and you know they didn't keep him around. Um, I wish they did because throw him into that second unit behind a Kuro along with Rubio and and you know Markennan and and Love, my God. Yeah. You would have been excellent. Your, your, your backup position would have been, you know, all tied up if if Prince was still here. Well, last thing uh, that I wanted to bring up, Alex, was get your prediction on the opening game for the Cavs. Memphis Grizzlies, Jay Morant, Steven Adams, bunch of young guys in Memphis. Eight o'clock game, Wednesday, October 20th. Yep. Mobley, first official debut. Um, what's your gut telling you? Oh, I think we're going to destroy them. <laughs> we're going to dismantle them from the inside out. We're going to, our seven footers are just going to dunk all over them, block every shot. It's, uh, Steven Adams pretty tough down there. I don't it's, know. It's going to be a lopsided game, man. Cavs are just going to roll them. I do think the Cavs are going to win. Single digits, single digit win on the road to open up the season. Nice. That's my prediction. Those are some Homer takes, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to say? I mean, Jay Morant's down there. Excellent player. Adams is a bulldog. They have a lot of young guys down there. I just, we were looking at the roster before we started recording. I'm like, yeah, I don't see it. I don't see a second star here. So yeah, I think, uh, I think the Cavs can, can outplay them um, or have the potential to outplay them and, and, and get the victory on the road to start the season. Cavs are going to be rolling and the fans will start chanting for taco fall and then they'll put them <laughs> in and we'll end up losing by six. He probably won't even be there, Alex. <laughs> he probably won't even, I mean, he's on a two way. So I, you know, I, I imagine he's going to spend most of his time with the charge. We'll probably only get call-ups if there's an injury or, or something crazy going on. So I don't even expect him to see him on the bench very much, maybe home games, but, I I don't even know how often that'll happen. So yeah, you're probably right. I don't know. You better figure out a way to watch charge games. I don't even know how you watch those games. I don't either. So. They're in Cleveland now, though. No longer they the, are in the Canton charge. It's a Cleveland right, charge. Right. All right. I think we dragged on long enough, Alex. All right. Uh, but lots of good stuff. Excited for the for regular season to start. And uh want to thank you as always, cast fans, for tuning in and listening. And Alex, you want to let them know uh, where they can follow us, connect with us, and all that good stuff. Follow us on Twitter at Cavs Pick and Roll. We've got a Facebook page and uh, shoot us an email, Cavs Pick and Roll at gmail.com. We'll uh, answer any questions or comments on the show. And uh, wherever you're listening, leave us a, a, a like, follow, subscribe. We'd appreciate it. All right. There it is, Cavs fans. The next time we talk to you, we'll be recapping some regular season Cleveland Cavaliers basketball. Can't wait. Let's go Cavs. Let's go Cavs. <laughs>